Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is, <laughs> does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Lauren Tanelli is the resource management specialist for the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. I was asked to reach out to the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters because of their position on feral hogs and the hunting of feral hogs in Ontario. I'll be honest, I came into this podcast with a very preconceived notion of why is a pro-hunting organization standing behind the idea that hunting of feral pigs is a bad idea? I didn't know the situation. I didn't have all the facts. And this conversation is a very short, sharp, hard-hitting, as you expect, discussion on why I got converted that hunting pigs in Ontario is not something that we should be doing. I'm very appreciative of the invitation. Well, as I just said, um, first-timer, right? First-time podcast. You've never done a podcast before? Never, ever. And you've been an avid Blood Origins podcast listener for the beginning, right? Of course, yeah. Nice job, Lauren. <laughs> nice job. 
Uh, honest question though, but when before I reached out, had you heard about us? No, um, it somehow slipped through my podcast. It's okay, you don't have to apologize. You don't have to apologize. Or as an organization, had you ever heard of us and what we do? So, yeah, there are a couple people in the organization that as soon as I was like, yeah, these guys reached out, they were like, oh, you have to do it. It's such a good podcast. So I'm clearly the one who's who's missed the boat on this because everyone else seems to Well, look, we'll forgive you. You can catch up um, a very short to the point type podcast, just like this this conversation is going to be. and uh, we like to just have hard-hitting conversations with people who are passionate about what they do and why they do it and peel some onion layers and nobody takes offense because essentially all we're doing is asking questions and, and you know, giving truthful, honest answers the best that we can, right? Perfect. Lauren, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, so I'm Lauren Tonelli. I'm the Resource Management Specialist at the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. So what is the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters, right? Yeah. So we're actually a charity organization, and our main focus is to be kind of the voice of anglers and hunters in the province of Ontario. Um, We also have a bunch of conservation programs. um, So we work on invasive species. um, So you implement conservation projects. Yeah, so we've got we've got a few different types of conservation programs, but where where I fit in is I work on our policy team, and so we review and um, advocate for government um, legislation and policy that um, kind of protects or enhances hunting and fishing in Ontario. So for those of us that are like me, geographically challenged. Um, and we just see Canada as this like big red and white blur north of America. Can you give us a sort of a, a relationship map of like where Ontario is in relation to everything else? Yeah, it's super easy. So where the Great Lakes are, we're right above that. So Ontario kind of borders along Lake Superior, Lake Huron, Lake Erie, and then Lake Ontario. Quebec would be to the east? Yes. And what's to the west? Manitoba. Okay. Saskatchewan further west? Well, yeah. <laughs> One more west than Manitoba, and then Alberta, and then BC, and then Ocean. Nice. I like that. I was pretty good on my geography right there. <laughs> so uh, the, one of the reasons I, I invited you on, and I'm sure we can, we'll rabbit hole into other reasons for why you are on this podcast, but the number one reason I had you on was I had someone reach out to us from Canada about feral pigs and feral hog management in Ontario specifically. Um, Did not know that you actually had feral hogs that far north. Uh, So why don't we start there in terms of context? Because honestly, you know, you don't hear about feral hogs as an issue in Michigan and Wisconsin and all those Great Lakes states. So why all of a sudden are we talking about feral pigs in Ontario? Yeah, so it's kind of, we're kind of an enigma when it comes to the feral pig discussion, um, because we don't actually have a population of wild pigs in Ontario. Um, but the OFH, so the organization I work for, um, became very interested in it because of the potential and, you know, what we've seen in the States. And a lot of our prairie provinces have 
populations of these wild pigs. So mentioned Alberta, they're kind of the the province that has a pig pro- problem right now, um, but it's it's expanding. Um, and so we kind of saw what was happening in other areas and we're like, Ontario isn't well suited to deal with this problem if and when it arises in Ontario. Um, so we started talking to the government about ways that we can make sure that uh, we don't end up with a pig problem. And we were seeing a few situations where there would be pigs on the landscape. Um, they were always kind of recent escapes. A couple were kind of free roaming. We weren't really sure where they came from. And so we started to see that, you know, we were kind of at the beginning of a potential problem and we wanted to nip it in the bud before it became like a full-blown feral pig situation. So you don't think you have, you probably just have a couple of, let me, I'm going to, I don't want to use the word escapees because that was something very important to our back and forth from an email perspective. But you think there's only a couple of true feral hogs that have potentially migrated in from elsewhere versus local escapees on the landscape in Ontario? So all of the pigs in Ontario, we're pretty sure, were at one point on a farm or somebody's property. Um, there's no real clear evidence that they've you know, migrated in on their own. Um, that's not outside the realm of possibility, but um, just from kind of where we're seeing them, we think they're probably all originated from a farm or a pets or something like that. Um, but we're pretty sure that there's none that are breeding in Ontario right now. And that's kind of the key. Come on, come on. There is, if there are pigs on the landscape... So that's, that's kind of the thing is we don't, there's no like established pigs. We've, we've been pretty good at making sure that the pigs that we do see out and about are getting removed. And we've seen removed, no pigs. Removed, i.e. a bullet to the head. Uh, yeah, more or less. That's okay. Look, this is a truthful podcast. It's a podcast that hunters listen to. And I'm in a state, Mississippi, in which we are investing millions of dollars in feral pig management. Yeah. millions of dollars and so yeah being on the front edge of potentially something coming is very 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 uh has a very lot of, it has a lot of foresight to mm-hmm. it um but if you have a male and a female pig on a landscape they're gonna mate and they're gonna mate often and they're gonna generate a lot of piglets a lot of the year yeah And so the fact that we're not seeing piglets on the landscape is why we're still in this optimistic, we can prevent this from happening phase. So again, I want to just focus on the escapee before I I hit the real nail on the head here that I'm just holding the question back a little bit longer. These escapees are from farms. Are they, are they like they escaped last month or they escaped last year? So kind of at the beginning of this, it was kind of a question that we didn't really know. So people would report these pigs, but we didn't know where they came from or how long they'd been on the landscape. Now we have a better grasp on things like that because there's a lot more education. People know when and where to report sightings of pigs. 
Um, so our response time is getting a lot quicker um, to being able to deal with them. So the pigs are coming off the landscape a lot faster and we're hopeful that none have actually been on the landscape for longer than a month. Okay. So here's the crux of the matter. The article that I was sent, and I'm confused as to the Ontario um, Anglers and Hunters, Ontario's, I, I messed it up, Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters? Okay, yeah. good. Ontario's Federation of Hunt, Anglers and Hunters. Again, I nearly messed it up right there. I, I'm confused at your position here. So the article that I got sent that said, hey, you may want to reach out to whoever I reached out to first and I got placed onto Lauren was, Hey, there's these pigs on the landscape. And again, I'm, I don't know the answer here. So you're going to have to clarify. O F A H is suggesting that we should not hunt them because of the potential of dispersal. That sounds not right. Yeah, so our position on pigs has got us a lot of um, attention, both positive and But negative. it makes sense, right? Why you got the attention. that I don't know if I can state it any more clearly in that hunting something removes it. Hunting something is not going to disperse it. So yes and no. There is evidence... To suggest in other jurisdictions that when hunting occurs, it um, if you shoot at a sounder of pigs, so a group of pigs, and you don't remove all of them at once, then the ones that escape and aren't shot um, become a lot more difficult to remove in the future. And as you mentioned, all it takes is for a male and a female pig on the landscape who have learned hunter behavior, have learned how to avoid being hunted, to produce a lot of babies very quick. And so we see that hunting doesn't actually reduce pig populations. Yeah, it takes a couple of pigs off the landscape, but in the overall situation, it doesn't actually eradicate pigs from the landscape. For eradication, you need targeted trapping and removal of whole sounders. And so it also, there's a whole bunch of other layers in Ontario when it comes to hunting pigs. Because as I mentioned, there are no wild populations of pigs in mm -hmm. Ontario. They're all escapes. So then there's a whole legal consideration of okay, if someone loses a pig and someone goes out and shoots it, theoretically that pig belongs to someone and it could be destruction of property. Um, so there's... What? It, it would be like shooting someone's pet, basically. That is, that is five miles from the house in the forest rooting up or eating something. So... It's a consideration. It's not yep, yep, the yep. reason why mm -hmm. the OFH said we actually don't want hunting of pigs in Ontario. Um, but it is a legal consideration for people when 
thinking about hunting pigs, especially ones that are recent escapes. Um, another reason why we came out and said we don't want hunting of pigs in Ontario is because we've seen in other jurisdictions that allow hunting that people will move pigs for the purpose of hunting them in an area. That is a very true statement. And that is probably one of the biggest things that is, you have to caveat it by saying that there is a phenomenal economy tied to sport hunting of pigs. However, the destructiveness of pigs in landscapes far, far outweighs that element of sport hunting in those landscapes. Yeah, and, and we want to protect the hunting of native species that we currently have. Turkeys, deer, um, other ground nesting birds like grouse. And so we don't want a situation where a few, you know, people who have seen the state's, you know, pig hunting culture, and we've seen it on all of our social media posts about pig hunting and how we don't want it in Ontario is people are all for it. They're like, great, this is another hunting opportunity. And it's that kind of thought process where they're like, no, we want to be able to shoot pigs that concerns us about people potentially bringing in pigs to have that same kind of activity mm -hmm. in Ontario at mm -hmm. the detriment of our native species. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting dilemma because you would, an organization like OFAH is a pro-hunting organization, correct? Yeah. And here's an organization that's saying, we don't want you hunting these things. And so you can understand the pushback. Uh, oh, yeah. but, but you can also understand because you're in a very unique position that not many jurisdictions are able to be are able to be almost think themselves in or even be in, in that, what are you weighing up here? You're weighing up the potential opportunity to hunt a species versus the ramifications of an exploding invasive nuisance feral species mm -hmm. on the landscape. What would we prefer? Now, if you had zero hunting opportunities on your landscape, no grouse, no turkeys, no deer, no bear, no, none of that. Then I could see someone saying, huh, you know, there may be something to weigh up here. I still wouldn't advocate for it. I still would not advocate for the, the purposeful reintroduction, uh, not reintroduction, the purposeful introduction of a feral species that has such an econo ecological detriment uh, or ecological impact of its activity on the landscape and once rooted in the landscape, excuse the pun, is near impossible to remove. You cannot eradicate them. Yeah. So actually New York, I think, is the only jurisdiction that has had pigs and successfully eradicated them. And part of that um part of the way they did that was by banning sport hunting of them. Um, because they were seeing pigs being purposefully moved across like around the state for the purpose of hunting. And so they shut that down right away. They created a whole bunch of other um, regulations around pigs and they successfully eradicated them. And they obviously didn't have as big a population as 
a lot of the other states do, but that's yeah, kind Mississippi of... and Texas, they're here to stay. There's exactly. no there's no getting rid of pigs now in the southern states. Yeah. And and that's kind of what we're trying to avoid. As you mentioned, like millions of dollars go into trying to reduce their populations, trying to manage them, trying to deal with the agricultural damages. Mm-hmm. And it's that's a position that Ontario doesn't want to be in. And mm-hmm. so from our perspective, any steps that can be taken to reduce the chance of wild pigs from becoming established in Ontario is worth it. Okay, so let's talk about this. You are, we're, we are against hunting of pigs, but we are pro the eradication using lead projectiles. Um, I would say we are pro the eradication using very strategic corral traps to remove all of them. And then that would require a lead projectile at the end of the day. Or, yeah, a chemical. Or what? No, no, no. You're not going to chemical them. Come on. You'd get more, you'd get into much more issues when it comes to animal rights scenarios when it comes to chemicals than you would a a clean kill. Potentially. I, I mean, chemical euthanization is used in other for other reasons. So, I mean, it's, I, th- okay. I think it's, uh, you know, six one way, half a dozen the other. Okay, so let's play that out. So you have hunters that are willing to do the work, probably for free, or they may actually pay you to do the trapping and eradication. How does that work? Are you... Now, in this scenario, are you paying someone to do that work and not allowing hunters to do it? Or where are we in that, in that space? So right now, the government is the only entity removing pigs from the landscape, um, except for if it's a, a pig owner who's lost their pigs, then they could go out and remove them. Um, but as it stands right now, our ministry of oh god it's very long but it's natural resources the ministry of natural resources is um for all intents and purposes um the only ones going out and trapping and removing these pigs from the landscape right now because it's coordinated and they they can go out they get a report of a group of pigs they investigate they try to figure out where the pigs came from try to coordinate with the owners of those pigs if they can find them. Um, And then they go out and make sure that that group of pigs is coming to the trap and they know how many pigs there are. And then once they are confident that all of the pigs are in the trap, then they'll deploy it and trap them all. Yeah, right. The pig pig trap technology is is quite amazing. Cellular cameras, real time. Yeah, uh, the traps are amazingly built nowadays. Easily transportable, they can move them. Yeah. Great technology. I, I think the last sticking point is to the one that I just made, which is people will argue that that's taxpayer money that's being invested into, you know, the eradication of an animal that a hunter would do for free, or even pay to do. So. You know, where do we, like, that's, that, that happens everywhere. 
Yes and no. So there's some situations where I think it, um, even the concept of creating some sort of buzz around doing something like that. So around, oh, like I get to hunt these pigs. It creates an incentive to have those pigs. Mm. And that incentive is something that we really want to avoid because there, I'm, there are thousands of very well-intentioned hunters in Ontario who I'm sure are for total eradication. But you just need that one bad apple. Exactly. As soon as there's any incentive to keep pigs on the landscape for anyone, it, it becomes a very slippery slope to eradication. It's a good point. It's a very, very, very good point. And I was... That's why, I mean, uh, we get a lot of blowback from a lot of people about the stance we took. But, I mean, we spent a lot of time making sure that this was the correct decision for Ontario Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. we supported it. Mm -hmm. I I will say I came into this podcast actually on the opposite side. I was very much like, what the hell are these guys doing? What the hell is the Ontario Federation of Angling Hunters doing? They're a hunter, pro-hunting organization, potentially limiting the opportunity for hunting of specifically a feral invasive species that by all intents purposes, if you don't, and, and this is how I came to it, right? If you don't hunt it, that is, that's nuts, because they're going to procreate and reproduce at such a rapid rate that you want to you want to deploy every tool in your toolbox to eradicate this pig. However, the fact that you are at the leading edge of this problem and it is not a problem right now in Ontario, but it could be. And yes, you are certainly correct in that there is a a driven incentive for business to be generated by the movement of feral hogs onto a landscape that may not have them is incentive enough for people to bring, and if they are allowed to hunt them, to your point, it is an incentive, I don't know how big, but an incentive nevertheless, for someone to try and transport more pigs onto the landscape which at the end of the day is not good mm-hmm. for native wildlife, for native habitats. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of the same conclusion we came to. I mean, we looked at it. We see that, I mean, the States and Alberta, so our uh, province that has pigs, um, they've had hunting. It doesn't reduce the population because but they have hunting and trapping, right? Yeah, of course. Pigs reproduce so quickly that hunting alone will never um, clear them Agreed. out. You, you need that intensive trapping. And it's not to say that that if a pig like wandered onto your property in Ontario and started destroying your crops, that you can't remove it in defensive property. That is still something that's available to, to landowners. So, I mean you do still get that kind of small scale removal on those one-off basis, but there's a very coordinated trapping program 
and there's no incentive for pigs to be brought in to the province. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping that that's how we're going to prevent pigs from ever becoming established in Ontario. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm with you. (laughs) I may get, you know, I'm in the, I'm on the same boat as you. I may get some flack too, but I'm with you. It makes complete sense. And it's exactly the position you know what we like to do at Blood Origins is is sort of evaluate the the, the position from a from a data driven science driven perspective. Don't you know? Don't rely on the emotion. Rely on the evidence. Rely on experience. And in some cases, hunting may not be the best tool for wildlife management. And at the end of the day, that is what we should all be about from a hunting community perspective: is that we're for wildlife and we're for sustainable wildlife and we're for as best of a habitat ecosystem as we as we can possibly get because all that means is better opportunities for us to hunt those native species. Exactly. Well said. Yeah. And I mean, hunters have a huge role in Ontario to still play in preventing wild pigs. Like the OFH, we set up a um, trail camera detection program. Uh, so we ship out trail cameras to volunteers across the province to set them up um, in a way that if there are pigs on the landscape, that those trail cameras will detect them. Um, so we're actively working with hunters who who are those people who want to make sure that pigs don't become established in Ontario. Um, so we're giving them ways that they can help and help protect you know, their native species that they do love to hunt. So where can people find information specifically about that, like the trail cameras, being able to get access to trail cameras uh, for the for the situation? Yeah, they can go to our website at www.ofah.org slash wildpigs and all the information about any program we're running and all of the work that we've done uh, to help make sure that wild pigs don't come, become established in Ontario is on that webpage. Any final words? No. Um, I, I, the fact that I converted you to under, to at least understand where we're coming from um, is huge. And I hope that all of our members keep listening to us whenever we talk about pigs. Because, um, yeah, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that what we're hunting is our native species and that they continue to be healthy populations and that we don't get non-native or invasive species. Well, it, it is a science-based decision that you've made, and it is a decision that is for the welfare of the wildlife, the current wildlife of the state of Ontario, for kids and grandkids in the future. And I can understand why hunters are upset, understandably so, but when they hear the position or understand the position better, uh, they could either change their minds, like I did, or say, I still don't agree with it but I understand. Yeah. And I would say if, you know, you want to hunt wild pigs, there's plenty of states that'll let you go do that. Come down to Mississippi. Yeah. There's unlimited and we'll put traps on and whatever you want. Perfect. Lauren, first time podcaster. You did amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. No, thank you. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening. As always, leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.